0: Hello, my name is Andrew Grayson and welcome to another podcast. The podcast where we look at the movies that we find the best in show and we ask, how have you not seen that? My guest this evening on this episode, I'm so grateful to have him here. If he was a superhero, he would be known as the gluten-free renegade. It's Paul Stirrett. How's it going, big man?
1: It's good, man. Thank you. I like that gluten-free renegade, of course. Yeah. I always bring it up.
0: Because <laughs> if people people listen, if you did not know,
1: Paul's gluten-free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny that. It's, it's never <laughs> once came up before. Never once.
0: once. Never once. Not even in a pancake place. Um, never. Ha- yeah, so Paul Starrett. Um, You know him, you love him. He's one of my cohorts from the one hundred film review. Um, he is a team captain. He was my team captain. We're quite close to getting that out now. I believe we're not too oh, far yeah. off from we're not too far off from us seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I don't know how far off it will be for people to see it. But yeah, we're not too
1: far off from that. Excited? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'll be great. Soon, soon, people, soon. Yeah. So yeah, Paul's on. He's.
0: Picked the, the movie you've picked, mate. I actually really I'm really glad you picked it. Um I think you would maybe say it's more of a modern kind of classic rather than a general classic. I think with the situation going on in the world just now, uh, when I was re-watching this, I think it's very apt. Mm-hmm. So the picture, the film, the movie that Mr. Paul Stirrett has chosen for us to dis- to discuss today is one JoJo Rabbit. Released in 2019 with an IMDB rating of 7.9, directed by the wonderful Taika Waititi, it won one Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay at the Oscars. A young German boy in the Hitler Youth, whose hero and imaginary friend is the country's dictator, is shocked to discover that his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home.
1: Why so
0: happy things are changing? The Allies have taken Italy, France will be next, and soon the war will be over.
1: God damn it! Why does that make you happy? You hate your country that much? I
0: love my country. It's a war I hate. It's pointless and stupid, and the sooner we have peace, the better.
1: Oh, the war will end. We will crush our enemies into dust. And when they are destroyed, we shall use their graves as toilets! Okay, no more politics.
0: Dinner is neutral ground. This table is Switzerland. Let's eat. <clears throat>
1: You aren't eating?
0: No, I am not that hungry. I might eat later. For now, I'm just going to chew on these grapes.
1: Well, I'm especially hungry tonight. So maybe I'll just finish yours. Don't want it to go to waste. So Paul, um, Jojo Rabbit, mate, what made you choose it? So I remember going to see uh, Jojo Rabbit. I think I was maybe, I was either doing a show or a shift or something. Uh, and I went there like right afterwards. I was staying over in Glasgow and I watched it and I was just kind of like blown away by it. And then I was like, I have to go see this again. So I, I think I saw it like either the next day or the day after that. I saw it quite, pretty quick succession. And I don't often do that for a film that isn't like, I don't know, Star Wars or something, see it yeah. in cinema more than once. So I was like, okay, there's something to this. And the more I've seen of Taika Waititi's stuff, I'm like, well, I think he might actually be. You know how we've we've had we've always had in our lifetimes like a Lucas, a Spielberg, yeah, a Tarantino, yeah. a Scorsese. I think he might be in the sort of next crop of directors that we sort of are just that well known kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the interesting thing. I've done a podcast recently about. Um, the Batman, and I was saying this similar thing about Matt Reeves. I think Matt Reeves has got to that level for someone like me as well. Edgar Wright, Chris Nolan, and Wright, I, yeah. I completely agree with you. Taika is up there. For me, Taika is untouchable. I think he's one of the best comedic writers, comedic directors that's going. Um, you've seen him do work on The Mandalorian. He's, mm-hmm. um, I think he's doing an actual full Star Wars movie. He reinvented Thor in the MCU. And then you get something like this. Now, the the movies produced by Fox Searchlight, now that was one of my biggest concerns when uh, Disney took over Fox. When they bought over Fox, you're going, right, well, what are they going to do with these more mature kind of films? And Fox Searchlight has an absolute array of wonderful movies. I'm going to get them up just now because I know I can't think of the best ones off the top of my head, but I always remember going to see, like... Go to see movies, and as soon as I have seen that, like kind of appear, you're going, "Oh, we're in for a treat!" So you've got things like Jojo Rabbit, Shape of Water, Napoleon Dynamite, Slumdog Millionaire, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Five Hundred Days of Summer, Black Swan. They they don't miss. They are There's its, a number
1: of Oscar winners right there. That yeah, is...
0: exactly. It's it's an absolute array of phenomenal movies, and for me, I think Jojo Rabbit is up there with them because. It's, I think I've, I've already kind of alluded to it. Like, obviously we know what's going on just now in the, in, in the world where Ukraine and Russia and stuff like this. And when you follow this story, it gives you an insight to what the world was like back then during the war. As much as it is like a laugh a minute, which it is, like, it's, 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 it's the biggest thing that you need to say about a comedy movie. Is it funny? Yes, it's fucking hilarious. Like, from the word go, this movie is absolutely, like, holding your sides buckled over laughing it is hilarious but there are so many poignant deep sad like I cried or or at least welled up twice at this movie because it's just so so well done Um, so we're going to take from this point on to give you a warning if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit now is the time to stop listening because we're going to go spoiler heavy we're going to talk about all the things we loved about this film if we've got any critiques we're going to get into it in depth so your final warning has been given it's now on you um So let's start with the cast because this motherfucker is stacked. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. you've got Roman Griffin Davis as Jojo. In fact, before we get into the, the depth of the cast, the one thing you always hear about, like in movies, is don't work with kids. I thought like the kids were
1: fantastic. He and the, the other wee boy, Archie uh, Yates, is is your yeah, kid. Yeah. He's, they're they're great. I mean, in particular. Yeah roman i mean to take on a role like that at that age and knock it out of the park yeah is, is something it's incredible i mean he's showing a whole ray of emotions there you know uh he's uh, i don't think he's out classed really in any scene i think he, he holds his own if you know yeah what I mean. it's, uh, he's a fabulous wee guy so i've that must have been i don't know what the casting process for that would have been like but you know, that, <laughs> That is a gem of a find, that way, boy. I think, he's but a that's cracker. it, and I
0: think that's the thing that you've kind of hit a nail nail in the head when you've got a young young actor like that, and he's coming up against powerhouses like Scarlett Johansson, Taika Waititi, Sam Rockwell, Rebel Wilson, Stephen Merchant, even Alfie Allen. Like mm. these are all really well known actors, and then especially when you're in a comedy. Um, going up against the likes of Stephen Merchant, Rebel Wilson, Taika Waititi, like, they're hilarious, so, like, for him to hold his own and to essentially carry the movie and the story on his shoulders, it's it, it says so much about him as such a young actor and how well he does. Um, you also get Thomasin Mackenzie, who plays Elsa, uh, the young Jewish girl who's hidden in the cupboard. I think she's kind of becoming more and more prevalent now. She was in, was it? The it was Madden's an Edgar Wright film. Yes, yes, Last Night in Soho. Um she's she That's was fantastic it. but i want to kind of talk about the opening of the film that i found absolutely hilarious i love the concept of a young a young boy during the war who is german having uh an imaginary friend who is hitler and it's almost <laughs> this like jaws thing where he's kind of what uh, jojo's talking to himself in the mirror trying to g himself up and you get this like kind of he walks in front of him and then he walks behind him. And then you just get this big lovely Tiger with TT face as Hitler just going, Oh, hello, Jojo. And you're just going, What the fuck is this movie? But it makes so much it's 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 bizarre, but it makes so much sense that a young kid in the young vault would have an imagine. if he had an
1: imaginary friend, why wouldn't it be Hitler? He would idolize this guy. There's there's partly the reason this film is like a propaganda film, right? Yeah. And they they just you get so many World War Two movies, and this is one of the first ones I know that's from the point of view of the Nazi. Yeah. And, um, from the point of view of a Nazi, especially as a young boy born, you know, into the time of the Hitler Youth, you're gonna be, you're gonna have a great time. You know, they would make it fun for you. Uh-huh. You know, you're gonna be there. You're gonna be enjoying yourself. You're gonna be enjoying the camaraderie, and that's why I think you can get away with this sort of comedy element because he's he's loving it, and then it's just. They're quite very casually, especially at the start, but with Rebel Wilson start talking about all the, the individual qualities that they think uh, Jewish people have. And yeah. you know, they have horns, they have tails. And and these people, you know, when you're a kid, you're just soaking all of that in. Exactly. And you're believing that. And uh, we'll come on to a bit later. But when he first introduces himself to, uh, when he first finds uh, the Jewish girl in this yeah. film, I love how they change the film genre slightly for that moment into a horror film and yeah her fingers come out of the cupboard yeah she's just running behind her you see her hands like just swipe down on him and he's totally totally scared because he's just filled with this paranoia and fear that they've instilled in him and you can see it in like in this opening scene
0: and i think that's i think that's what you need to commend taika with like taika does such a good job at having this balance between like really poignant dramatic moments, comedy moments, as you say, there's horror elements. It's it's really well done. And I think the thing that you, you it's so bizarre and funny for us to laugh at when you hear them going, oh, z- uh, the Jews have got horns and 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 they've got scales and they've got serpent tongues. And you're going, but this is what they were teaching. This is what they were doing. This was the propaganda. This was how how it was done in Germany and stuff. But the thing that I loved about this opening was just how, again, it's like, is it okay or is it funny to like parody like such a fucking monster in history? And it's like the way Taika does it with us like kind of g him up and like hail mm-hmm. me and the, the two of them are just sitting shouting Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler and getting louder and louder until the point where they're like, they're just like shaking their entire bodies and just screaming with excitement. <laughs> and then I I, I, I I thought I thought it was hilarious the fact that for the opening credits and the opening titles as, as he's running through his town, uh, shouting hey <laughs> <at> everybody <laughs> it's it, it uses like real life like film from all these like young kids like
1: putting the the nazi salute up and and it's to Playing the with, uh, the german version of i want to hold your hand yeah probably... exactly it's, <laughs> it's got
0: a german version of the beatles i want to hold your hand and it's so again it's it's you're looking at it and like that. I believe this that's will be a thing. Like on paper, it's not funny, but when you actually see it in practice and actually read it out loud, it is. It's hilarious, and there's there's so many jokes that we'll touch upon as we kind of go through the film, um, and it's just it's it's hilarious. It's it's I cannot say enough. And for me, you get to the point where um, in the film and, and he's it's Sam Rockwell kind of taking taking like the young the young people, and it's like it's almost like a, a summer camp. He's like, oh, yeah. we're we're going to teach you how to throw grenades and and, and learn to learn to shoot everyone, and, and you're going. This is
1: fucking nuts. And then and the girls, you will learn how to sew. You will learn how to be a, <laughs> a medic, and you will <laughs> ma- learn how to make babies for Germany.
0: In the yeah, to well, she's like, babies. I've had eighteen babies for my country. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to be a woman in Germany, but it's it's laugh a minute. But I think what is so poignant is obviously what we're seeing now happening in the world with russia and with and with ukraine and you're seeing it's 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 almost baffling to to think that all these russian people are being told that oh they're 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 not, ukrainians are nazis and they're this and they're that and you're going with, with a world with so much essentially we're watching a fucking we're watching a world war on tiktok like that th- this is where we are at just now with social media and with Everybody having mobile phones, the, the videos that I've seen, it's so harrowing and stuff. And mm. I think what this film does so well is it, it explains, granted, in a very funny way, how these kids were manipulated. Mm. And I think that's kind of, I think that's shown mostly through uh, Jojo's um, relationship with his mum, with Scarlett Johansson's Rosie. Scarlett Johansson is absolutely incredible in this. And I think people forget, like
1: she's she's got some acting jobs too. she's she's absolutely
0: understand. unreal, man. Like, and again, I think this is what I'm saying is I think people kind of forget the fact that because she has an MCU and she's known as Black Widow and all this kind of stuff. But mate, in this movie, she is she plays it so well, and the, the relationship that you see with her having with Jojo. Very much understanding, like, look, this is what this kid is being taught, and I can't kind of unteach him that. So I need to be wary of what I tell him, obviously hiding the fact that um Elsa's in the, the loft. And then there's a lovely there's a lovely scene between between Scarlett Johansson and the character of Elsa, where she's like, Look, you need to be a lot quieter up here because if I have to choose between you and my son. And then there's this lovely moment of hesitancy where she, she it's not as if she's saying, I'm going to pick him. She's like, I don't know where I'm going to send you. It's still this protective nature that she has for Elsa. It's not like I'm going to choose my son. Not it's like I'm
1: there's, going to need
0: to figure out where else I can hide you because I can't keep you here. And it's they I can't have a say lovely enough. Moment,
1: um yeah. as well, just a little bit further down about uh, when they're talking about what it means to be a woman. And yeah. just even lovely bits of humor like that, you know, is that yo? Know, is that all that true? You know, about you taking all the lovers in Morocco, and yeah. he's like, yeah. "Uh, oh no, none, of, not that bit's true. Uh, I didn't look <laughs> a tiger in the eye." You know, and then she it like smiles and runs off. <laughs> yeah, um, it, and, and I think lovely wee moments. And
0: I think that's I think that's spread out through this film is, and I think that's what we can talk about just now is, I think this film is very much based on relationships and you see the relationship obviously between uh, Jojo and his imaginary friend Adolf and it's very kind of especially near the start but as we kind of progress through the movie and we see Jojo starting to develop more of a relationship with Elsa Hitler starts becoming angrier and you start seeing Taika performing more of a how we would imagine Hitler to actually sound Um, So what
1: I kind of thought um, about when I was watching this this time mm -hmm. and I really took this in was What I think Taika's uh, Adolf sort of stands for is actually like uh, it's Jojo's fanaticism and it's all this bigotry and uh, the propaganda brainwashing that's in Mm. his head. It's an imaginary friend, but it's also that inner voice in his head just talking to him. No, 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 no. You got to hate the girl. You got to do this. You got to. You know, you've got to be strong for Germany. You know, it's, it's all that stuff that's been hammered into him from like these boot camps and stuff that he's going to with the Hitler Youth. Yeah. And then right, right at the end as well, you know, that's he's finally had the illusion broken. You know, made t- Hitler to fuck off. That's that's when the brainwashing, you know, is finally sort of worn off and he's seen it. But I think yeah. what I realised through this, it's it's the brainwashing, like trying to hook itself. Yeah, back into yeah. him uh, every time he's going oh you know you know you gotta you're getting too close to that girl upstairs you know man and, and all that and uh, so i but thought I think, that was
0: cool. i think it's i think it's such a, a lovely growth within the character that you see him kind of the two the two biggest influences in his life at that point in time is hitler and his mother and you see the way like he can obviously and again it's like we don't know this level of of like propaganda and brainwashing that that these kids went through back in the day but like the fact that that there's points where i said i I said this out loud when i was watching the film i'm going i can't believe it got to a point where there would have been kids grassing on their parents like telling telling on them and, and and sticking them in and they were going to have to get taken away because they were they were against them against hitler and against the nazis at the time and it's absolutely nuts um, so to continue on with the, with the relationship theme, so we see, we've, we've kind of spoken, I'll leave Jojo and Elsa until a wee bit later because they've 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 got my favourite relationship in this. Um, Jojo and Captain K- Klesendorf, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Mate, as soon as you said Jojo Rabbit and I seen Sam Rockwell was in this film, I was like, ah, yep, yep, I'm in. Sam Rockwell <laughs> is one of my favourite working actors today um Hmm. i've I've spoken about it in the past there's not a lot of times that he's he's the leading man but whenever he's in a supporting role be it this be it three billboards outside ebbing missouri um even even in the the iron man movies his character like he steals the show for me whenever he's in a film i'm sure there's another seven psychopaths he's in that as well yeah yeah yeah. that's a good phenomenal movie um and he's great in it it's and, and I love his character in this as well. So this is a guy, like, when we get introduced to him, when he's taking the the um, the youth camp, and he's he's talking about how he wasn't allowed to fight in the war anymore because he had a bad eye, so now he's been kind of given this job. And there's this fucking hilarious theme throughout it that him and Finkel, who's played by Alfie Allen, uh, Alfie Allen being, oh, what's his name from Game of Thrones?
1: Uh, Theon.
0: Theon, yeah, Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. They've got a very um, homoerotic uh, mm-hmm. relationship with each other. There's small glances and and you can, they're always together, and it's done. It's not it's not done like beating like beating you over the head with. Oh, it. It's just wee tiny things, and it's just done so well that it makes you giggle and laugh. The and,
1: costume at the end. Oh yeah, the costume at
0: the end is absolutely fantastic, and you've got. Uh, Finkel behind him, firing his gun and holding his radio and all that stuff. It's it's so bizarre, it's so over the top, but it works and it fits and it's it's
1: it's so well well done. Um I think um it's it's great because you his character is he's not he's he's a Nazi and I and I think that he's a Nazi because that's what they're all called. Yeah. You know, they're all soldiers. But he's definitely got there's a good man in there. Somewhere. very much so you, you get the sense it doesn't believe in all this uh nazi propaganda which you would have had that as well you would have had soldiers that you know if, they, if they go against the codes you know you're going to basically get shot yourself yeah. so you go along with it but you can tell he doesn't really believe it himself and he's just he just wants to fight for what he thinks is his country but he's if he was born an American, you know, it wouldn't there wouldn't be this.
0: And that's it,
1: mate. That's problem. it exactly. It's
0: the, the the story is always written by those who win the war. So if Hitler had won the war, Hitler would be looked at as a hero. Hitler would be looked like. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's all perspective. But what you see and what I love when these war movies do it, it's another another one that always comes to mind. is Fury, the Brad Pitt mm-hmm. movie. There's an end scene. Spoilers for that film. If you've not seen um, Fury, fast forward uh, like twenty seconds. There's a scene right at the very end where the, what the the last guy that's that's surviving is under the tank, and a German looks under and doesn't tell on him. And it is this this like we're all people. It's not it's not these differences shouldn't cause us to to fucking do this. And it's and it's what's scary just now with what's happening in Russia. You're hearing all these reports that people that, that these Russian soldiers think this is a like a, a a training exercise in Belarus and stuff. And you're going like, how much do they know and how much do they? want to be there and I'm my guess is that they don't and you're always going to get people that are war hungry and like enjoy this kind of thing and for whatever reason but like I think that that's my favourite thing about that character about Sam Rockwell's uh, Captain Klesendorf is you're right, he is a good man, and you see that throughout different... Like, the, the scene after after Jojo gets hyped to get... He, this is the point after he gets called Jojo Rabbit, and he wouldn't kill the rabbit, and he grabs, he grabs the grenade again. Fuck it, it's such a funny <laughs> fucking movie, man. Him and Hitler running down, and he grabs the grenade, and he chucks it after a treat, comes back and blows him up. And and Sam Rockwell... Don't Rockwell's, do that. Oh, don't do that. And then it's... <laughs> but it's the small line, he's like, his mother's going to kill me. And I'm like... Like, that's a funny fucking line, and he, and he, he always is that, and then you get the scene where Scarlett Johansson comes in and fucking kicks him and hits him and all that kind of stuff, and any other, like, authority figure and I sort of, wouldn't put up with that. And there's lovely wee moments where he's talking, he, he talks to Jojo about his book, um, the big, big scene that we'll get into a wee bit later on in more depth with the Gestapo, um, and he mm. doesn't, he, and, and Elsa tells the wrong date of birth, but he does, again... He's he's a nice guy, deep down. and it's and it sounds weird saying this about like a Nazi, but like you you like deep deep down, what you're saying is right. Is he doing this just because this like he's told to? He's he's not that type of person. and You get the ending as well where he, where jo- it looks like JoJo is going to get um, executed by the the people that have saved the town, and he, he rips the SS jacket off him and calls him a Jew and tells him to get away.
1: Mm-hmm. Even
0: in that last act, that he's alive, he's selfless and he's he's. He's doing the right thing. And it's it's a redeeming thing about this character that you go, Yeah, you're a Nazi. I don't like you. But there's a human in there, and there's a guy making the right choices at certain times in his life. And it's it's just great filmmaking. It's just great characterization. And Sam Rockwell's performance, again, he's he's flawless. He's he's an absolutely wonderful actor. And I love the relationship he has with Jojo, where like you see JoJo obviously that the that he doesn't have a dad, his dad's off doing something else. And you're going like he's got the two father figures as his imaginary pal Hitler. And to a degree, Sam Rockwell's um oh, yeah character as well.
1: And you can see the difference in their sort of fanaticism as well. Like that's the good gauge because JoJo's completely even his mum calls him a fanatic, you know. Yeah. He's he's just totally he's buying the he's drinking the Kool Aid as our American friends will say. He's <laughs> he's totally buying into it whereas you know and he goes and tells excitedly um you know to sam rockwell you know as as if he was doing really well at his hobby that he really liked you know he's yeah. went and surveying this jewish girl and he's writing a book and a report and hitler's going to be so happy because he this book, wrote, wrote this book I wrote this book and, and it's uh, it's going to be the best thing ever because he's going to detail all their Secrets, and he's just sort of nodding his head and going, "Oh yeah, yeah, that that's really good." You get a sense of, "Oh man, you they've got you." But there's a level, there's a level of concern in that as well, because even when he's like, "Oh, I'm writing
0: a book about," it and he's like, "Where are you finding this out?" And he's, and he's "Oh like, yeah," or oh, research, and it's almost this like you need to be careful kind of thing. And um the heartbreaking scene where 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 you see Jojo and he, he meets him at the end, and he's talking about, "I'm I'm really sorry about your mum." Rosie was a good person, and there's a pause and he goes, no, she was actually, a re- she was a good person, and it, and it's this self-understanding that he is not a good person, the things that he has done is fucking terrible, but in this moment, he's going to do a good thing, so as much as he's maybe not a good person, and she is, he has redeeming factors, but the fact that he he emphasizes and really states, no, your mum is one of the good ones, and it's for, for a movie where You've got a fucking Family Guy level Hal Hitler, Hal Hitler, oh, sure. Hal Hitler, Hal Hitler <laughs> level joke, and, it, and it's so absurd and so bizarre. When the when the dramatic moments hit, they hit hard, and it's it's such hmm. a beautiful film when it does oh, yeah. those things. Um, I think is he even looking at this at the cast? Like again, I'm saying about Alfie Allen and Stephen Merchant, they have small roles as myself and you, obviously, two working actors, like, if I get given that script and I see what that their roles are, you take those, man, because they are, they're, they're small roles, but they are great characters and they have they all have these poignant, great moments within each of them. Um, Stephen
1: Merchant in particular, just getting yeah. to sort of own that entire scene is, yes. uh, oh, it's fabulous.
0: Let's talk about that scene in particular. I think that's probably the, the, it's maybe not the moment of the film, but it's definitely probably the best Like scenario. It's one of the best
1: known ones, I'd say, from the film. And if you've never seen it before,
0: it's such a, it's such a good casting from whoever it was that cast this film to get Stephen Merchant in it because he's obviously well known for the Office. man. exactly. He's obviously well known for the Office, and and he's written like extras. He's a funny guy. So, there are moments within this that you see that he gets to show his his, his humorous side and, and show that he is a good comedic actor. But then you get the moments where he's standing over Sam Rockwell, where he's standing over Jojo Rabbit. And as much as he's skinny, he's really tall. And trust it's me, scary how
1: tall he is, right? Yeah, he's, and,
0: and again, he's towering, like bending over, over Sam Rockwell. Aye. He's that tall. <laughs> it's the thing, is as well, and this is coming from a guy that's five foot eight and gets many short jokes tell, uh, told about him. It's the fact that, that Stephen Merchant at points is is like almost like hunching over and he's still like six foot taller than most people in the room. Um, yeah. But we'll break down this scene because again, it's it's absolutely hilarious. So at this point, um, Elsa and Jojo somewhat trust each other. She kind of has tricked him or convinced him to, to allow her to have a bath. Um, and she's downstairs looking at stuff and you see the photo of, of Jojo's mum, Jojo, her, uh, his dad and his sister, who we know... To have passed away and the Gestapo turn up and as you say they're all these like they've all got the same kind of specs on they're all dressed the same but then you've got this towering Stephen merchant um high, like just like at the door and again Jojo's this tiny wee unbecoming little man and and it's just the way he kind of forces his cell in, and you get the the first of many Hal Hitler, Hal Hitler, Hal Hitler, Hal Hitler, Hitler. And it goes on. And again, it's the perfect and, family guy joke because it goes then on. And
1: Sam Rockwell comes in and Alan comes in. in and it's just like, you know, what What are you all up to? Because this has taken so long. He's like, oh, you know, we were just hiling the boy and hiling yeah. yourself. And, and then hiling Finkel. <laughs> and it's so
0: funny. And again, it goes back to show you that um, Sam Rockwell's uh, Captain Clemsendorf is a good guy. He doesn't... That is not coincidental that he turns up.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to speak about that because do you think... Here's what I was thinking. Go on. Do you think by this point, the reason they've turned up... Because the last time you see um, his mum, she leaves a piece of literature literature down. So do you think that's probably because she's been captured sometime after that and then they go to the Gestapo to search for if yeah. there's more. So and for me... And found that out, and then he runs back to try and... Yeah. Because he knows they're going to turn up, essentially, or...
0: So for me, I think, with, with the whole Gestapo and his mum thing, for me, the mum's either been caught at this point, or there's rumours that this is what she's doing, and mm-hmm. this is them trying to find her, because they do ask, like, has your mother been at home a lot recently, or, like, do you know where she is kind of thing? So at this point, I don't think they've got her, but they are very much on her, like, they know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think, like, for the fact that he has a commander, I think Sam Rockwell's kind of get his ear to the ground. And obviously, I don't know if he has a relationship with the mother, but he seems very kind of taken and protective of Jojo. So to me, it would not surprise me if there was this kind of part of him that had heard either that she'd been caught or they were looking at them, and then she he's kind of clocked or read somewhere that the Gestapo are going to drop in, and he's just... He, him and Finkel have kind of turned up in again, it, it just, you can't emphasize it enough. The guy is, he's, he admit, self-admittedly, he's not a good person, but he's doing right, he's doing things to protect good people, and, and for whatever reason, he's taking a shine to Jojo, but again, it's it's an absolute, this scene is an absolute masterclass. You always talk about the scene of uh, Inglourious Bastards at the start, where Christoph Waltz's character is, is it's so intimidating that he's kind of like breaking down where the people are, and he knows they're there, and it's like, it's it's a terrifying scene for me. This scene is is the perfect balance between drama and comedy. You're seeing mm. these Gestapo rip the house to shreds, and and again, Stephen Merchant. There's times in this he's absolutely terrifying to look at, and then that you get to the point where he's he's reading the Jew book, and he's pissing his cell laughing, and he's joking with the he's joking with it's the the, the rest of the guys. Aye, no, exactly, exactly. I've just got to the bit. I've I've got it up on my screen here when he's looking over Sam Rockwell, it's a fucking, I, mean, I need to, I need to take a screenshot yet because it's, it's absolutely it? hilarious. He's literally hunched over and he's still a bit smaller than him. Um, but yeah, again, what else goes well with this scene As you see him, like, Stephen I Merchant. I the bit Linder, um,
1: he's flicking through the book again and he's just cooking Nathan alive over the like, fault. I... Hot... Fire and all the different ways he's imagined Nathan dying. Nathan dying, but again, it's it's this this great technique with Stephen Merchant. He starts
0: kind of monologuing and talking about how, oh, you know, we go, we get, we get reported, and we check behind the fridge, but it's just mold. But sometimes, you know, it's 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 a joke, and then he goes upstairs and. It's it's me. I laughed so loud. He's like, "Ah, this is the kind of little boy's room I like." And I was like, "Oh no, this is man. my kind of
1: little boy's That's room."
0: It. This is my kind of little boy's room. I was going, "Oh, um, it's so bad."
1: But and, perfectly counterbalancing that is when you get to. Um, he's asking for the papers from Elsa, and he's she's like, I mean, she's probably has no idea where the papers are. You know, so yeah. she just starts pulling drawers open, flicking through and she finally gets a hold of this thing and it's actually like no chance to really look at it and he's yeah. like looking at it and then of course we get into Sam Rockwell's but but just the questioning of where are your papers and seeing her yeah. scramble yeah. is a good sort think, of
0: balance. I think that's one thing that you need to commend as well and it's done so well to build the tension up and stuff like the, the whole way through it like at that point when he's like where's your knife and then you hear Elsa's voice and you're like oh fuck the the bravery of that young girl to 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 try even try to kind of like convince them that 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 she was the the daughter or, or Jojo's sister would have been terrifying and they really do do that tense thing as you say when he's like where are your papers and even Sam Rockwell's like hurry up now come on we need to see them and um, as you say she kind of scrambles and again what I love Sam Rockwell big and it's really poignant on the screen hand out and it's really like to make sure he's the one that gets it and um, asks uh, how old the photo was, asks her date of birth, and then you get this moment where Stephen Merchant kind of comes across, and you can almost see Sam Rockwell so, like, not disappointed, but like, oh, we're all it, fucked it, now. He
1: almost goes to hand it over to him. There's yeah. like a tiny bit. It's as Stephen Merchant's past, He goes, to, but he sort of stops himself when he realises he's not actually... He's going going
0: he's go- yeah, he's going for the book, and I think mm-hmm. that's the thing is, like, it's it's just done so well, and in between all these scenes, you're seeing what's going on with, like, Sam Rockwell and, and with Elsa and, and Stephen Merchant, and it keeps kind of panning to Jojo, and Jojo just looks terrified and doesn't know what to do, and it's it's just, it's the tension, the way it's done, and then again, what Taika Waititi does fantastically throughout this, is it then goes into Jokey moments where, they're, as they're saying, they're reading the book, and then you see that Nathan's getting boiled alive and shut out of a cannon, and all this kind of, and it's it's really, really well done, and it is for me, you could break down this scene entirely on how to do comedy. You could break it down on how to do dramatic tension. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um And then you get the revelation after it that she actually got the date of birth wrong. And mm. you realise that Sam, Rockwell's character, had actually covered for them. But her head you automatically goes... You still don't goes, know.
1: Mm-hmm. You still don't know. Are they going to come back now? Yeah. Or are they, is it some kind of ploy? Or, you know, is... But... Obviously, we kind of know as Sam Rockwell wouldn't, but is are they going to find out somehow? You know, it's
0: but that's it, and I think it's it's done so well to 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 kind of take it from that tension, and and you get like it it's sprinkled in so well. I don't think it's oversaturated with these like Hitler moments, but when he does come in, it works really well for like seeing as you've kind of mentioned, like Jojo starting to kind of come out of the 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 almost trance that he's in um, mm. while he's doing it, and again. You get lovely wee cameos at the same time where where Archie Yates. We'll talk about those, that. That again, it's just such a believable young like two pals being mates. And my one of my favourite scenes. It's right at the start of the movie while they're at the the camp. And um, Jojo's like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill all these Jews," and and then uh, Adolf, uh, me and Hitler are going to be best friends. And and, and Henry uh, <laughs> turns round. Um, Yates turns out, uh, Yorkie turns around and he's like, "Oh, Jojo, I thought I was your best friend." And he's like, "No, no, you, uh, uh, he's like, <laughs> no, no, Hitler you're my second, you're, you. you're my second best friend. That first place is is is, is saved for Zefura, unless you're Zefura in a little fat boy boy's oh, body." Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" And how is I don't like. I'm sure it's explained to the children, like you're not fat. We're just saying it because it's funny. But he even repeats it. He's like, "No, maybe I'm just a little fat boy in a fat boy's body," and I'm like. <laughs> How is he not crying? Like, I'd feel upset having to say shit like that and I'm fucking 30. And it's the two kids, the, those two especially, like, again, there's loads of kids in it, and and but those two are obviously the most prominent. It's such a lovely wee relationship that you see, obviously, that um, Jojo gets injured with the, the grenade uh, faux pas, we'll call it. So he doesn't get to be a soldier. And, and young Yorkie gets to be, and you see the bit where he walks up and he's like, and he's uniform, and he's like, "Is that is is that paper?" And he's like, "No, it's it's paper like." And <laughs> and they come up and they give each other wee cuddles, and it's just such a lovely. Yorkie's such a good Yorkie's the one that kind of grounds it in the sense of this is how ridiculous it was for these kids, like fucking ten years old, eleven years old, that he's walking about with a rifle on his back.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, and it's... Uh, you even see him not getting the whole big deal with. Uh, the whole Jewish propaganda thing as well because he's like I've seen them and you know he's presumably seen them at a concentration camp or something and he's like just like I don't really see what the the big deal is, the big deal is you know,
0: exactly and,
1: and but jojo's still his mind's still going oh you know I, i'm speaking to one and, and you know I'm, I'm learning our secrets and he's like oh eh, cool you know it's not I, but i think big...
0: that's it and i think that kind mm-hmm. of it, it really drills home the fact of this is just what we do this is what the kids do like when we when i would finish school i would go out and play football out the back whereas when these kids finish school they get in their fucking nazi uniforms and they learn <laughs> about how the lizard like drew and it's it's obviously as you've kind of spoken about his mum jojo's mum says that he's a fanatic and 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 you get this kind of like the fact that he's like oh i know you hang upside down and you lay eggs and and, and it's all this like bizarre stuff that, that jojo's rhyming off whereas as you say Yorkie's very much like oh they, they didn't seem that bad to me and he's mm-hmm. he's just very kind of like chilled and like it's it, he's very very endearing and you get the point at the end as well um when, when the I think it's the final battle when somebody's kind of coming in. I think it's the Americans or the Russians, whoever it is,
1: and they blow up a building by accident.
0: I, it's one of my favourite lines though comes from um, Rebel Wilson where he, she gives she gives Yorkie a pistol and tells him to go anyway. But then she shouts on another wee boy and puts a grenade in his belt and go give like, the American go, go a give hug. the American a hug. It's fucked up, man. It's so fucked up that you shouldn't be laughing at it, but it's very, very, very funny. um But there's another, before we get into Jojo and Elsa's relationship, let's talk a wee bit more about Scarlett Johansson, Rosie, and Jojo. Um, Scarlett Johansson absolutely kills this role. Scarlett Johansson is- The soul of the movie. Mate, she is fucking perfect. And it's this, for lack of a better term, she is like the fucking light in a world of darkness. And you see- that she's having to deal with the fact that her husband's away and obviously Jojo thinks that he's fighting in the fighting in the war and she actually knows he's obviously some sort of resistance person that's helping spread propaganda maybe dead maybe dead exactly but she now has to balance not only being a single parent having to look after her son who is brainwashed into believing all this fucking Nazi propaganda and and, and all that kind of stuff she's then having to deal with the loss of her, her own daughter there's a lovely scene where, she talk, where she's having a drink with um, Elsa and she talks about how she she, she always dreamed of, of grow uh, watching her daughter grow old. Mm. And there's this moment of hesitancy and she's like, well, I'll just need to watch you grow old. And it's the weight the on her shoulders, the, the way she kind of hangs that line. And not only is she dealing with all that, she's then trying to kind of like... I don't know how you would phrase it, like like unbrainwash people and try and like get people like to be free, and
1: yeah, and she's,
0: it's she's it's such a lovely, lovely character.
1: She says uh, early on in the film that she knows Jojo's still in there, uh, the little boy that you know th- just is so endearing and wonderful, but it's just this monster sort of taken over and miss all this. Propaganda's gotten into his head and it's changed him. But I think there's also a good uh, a theme through this. I think it's sort of like a nature versus nurture. Yeah, uh, I think you you sort of see it with Sam Rockwell. You know, he, he's probably done some bad stuff, but you think deep down he he knows he's not he's not lost to it. Mm-hmm. He he knows what he is. And Jojo, he's maybe lost himself, but he's a you can tell he's a good boy at heart. Yeah, um, and it's not too late for him. And uh, dis- despite having the best mum, you know, in the world, you yeah. know, the one that yeah. loves him so much, he he just he, he's lost. This is the power, of this uh, alluring thing of this, uh, the propaganda the Nazis use against children to to turn them into their mindless soldiers, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the fact that, that she knows nothing, she says. That is going to change his mind, and she's going to have to just change him little by little. And yes. these things, and the, the scenes that she's spread out where her shoes are foreshadowed. Yeah. So obviously, is, the shoes
0: shoes is a big theme through this, and it starts with something as simple as her just teaching Jojo how to how to to tie his shoes, um, and she uses like a rabbit reference that you grab the ears and all that kind of stuff, and it just seems so. So like nonchalant, it's just oh, it's a mum teaching teaching the son to 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 tie tie um tie his shoes. And another thing that kind of goes along with the shoe kind of theme, there's a dancing theme. And I think again, it's another like really beautiful scene is the dinner scene where again, very funnily, Jojo's like, Oh, I'm starving. I think I'm just gonna have all the food tonight. Whereas you know that the (laughs) mum is saving some to take it up to Elsa. And he's, he's being really cheeky to his mom, and, and he's talking about how he wants his dad. And then again, Scarlett Johansson absolutely kills it, does the scene where she plays his dad and she shouts at him really hangy and then she plays that she's telling the, the dad off for shouting at him. So you're going, right, so this is obviously something that's happened in the past where the dad has been too overpowering and she's kind of talked him down. And then you get this lovely scene where they dance together and, and it keeps kind of recurring with... Um, what will you do when you're free? Oh, I'm going to dance. Oh, I was going to dance. that. Yeah, that's And the... it's... I think there's a scene as well, again, it focuses in on... on um, Rosie and her new shoes, and she's talking about how dances, dancing is freedom, dancing is just a way to kind of... Um, just be free, be yourself, be happy, all that kind of stuff, and you focus in on the, the red and white shoes... It's and it all leads up to the for me the moment of the movie. This is oh, this yeah. it, it absolutely steals the movie. There's phenomenal scenes. We've already kind of broke down two of them, but the moment where Jojo's walking through the streets at this point, he's basically got no no German cl- no none of his young clothes on, nothing like that, and he stands up and you see Rosie's feet hanging in these white and red shoes it's devastating it's uh, it, uh, it's such a gut punch and again I, I need to reiterate it goes back to the filmmaking it goes back to the directing how taika keeps you going with well, like it comedy and and that and it keeps it levi- light and levity and levity and all that kind of stuff and then you just get this visceral gut punch and i cannot say enough about um roman griffin davis his performance at that moment is stunning
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's unbelievable. The The comedy in this film just, you know, it, it sets you up for a bigger gut punch in, when, when the sad stuff finally entirely. hits. Because you, know? um, you, you don't expect in the same way. This scene comes uh, b- pretty much directly after the Gestapo scene, and you've yeah. not actually yeah. seen her for quite a bit mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I almost got the sense it was like the next day, Um, for this as opposed to later on that day. I I don't know why because I got the sense maybe he he wakes up sometimes and his mum's maybe not there or maybe he just got up and he's off to do his rounds. No, I think it very
0: much is the next day because I've I've pulled it up there and at the point of the Gestapo scene he is wearing his his, his SS uniform but the Mm -hmm. next day he's wearing just normal kind of clothes. He's got his jacket on, a nice wee jumper, a wee shirt Um, and the only thing that remains of his um ss thing is his hat and it's a nice wee it's a nice wee metaphor and a nice wee symbolism thing where you see him kind of as he grows um more and more intelligent wise and saying like this this is all brainwashing he starts to kind of unrobe and stop stop wearing Mm -hmm. all that kind of that military stuff but he's wearing less
1: and less of the uniform
0: yeah so to me i would agree i think it is the next day um and he is kind of because there's points where you see him cooking and so I think he has very much, he can stay away. So he's place, he's
1: yeah. maybe just, you know, he's maybe thought, oh, maybe mum's just went out for shopping or to yeah. do her job or something. Uh, leave some, some of the, more of those funny notes, weird notes she's leaving around, I don't know. Yeah. And then yeah. sees a the butterflies. Oh, that's just such a childlike thing. You know, funny little butterfly. It's, it's him. The funny thing is he doesn't get to be a kid, which is, you know, the thing is, mum says he doesn't get to be a kid very much in the film, and he does the most childlike thing, and that's just follow a butterfly because it makes him happy. And he follows it, and then, bang. Do you know the thing as well, man?
0: I've got it up just now, and obviously we see earlier on where Jojo and his mum are in that square, and they see other people that, are, uh, that have been hanged, and Jojo kind of tries to look away, and his mum forces him to look, mm-hmm. to almost see, like, look, this is what's happening here. And I've just put the scene on, as you say, he's following a butterfly. And it's, I've just had this realization of he's obviously seen people hanging there, or he knows that people are hanging there. He's been there before. It's, it's, it's almost this numbing, oh, this is what happens. And then that's that realization that, oh my God, actually, that person is, is, is my mum. And again, his performance is spectacular, but there's just a lovely wee bit where he, one of her shoes is untied and he tries to tie it, but he's so overcome that he, he, he can't even do it, whether he can or he can't. We know that he obviously, by the end of the film, he ties um, Elsa's laces. Um, but he's just so overcome and he won't let go of your feet. And then you get to a point where he's just sitting, sitting, lo- sitting, looking at his mum who's behind. Yeah. And it's, as you say, mate, it's it's the, the way, the way that's, like... I don't, I can't think of a film off the top of my head that has made me laugh as hard as I did through this film. And cry as hard. <laughs> to then get to that point. Again, I'm someone, I've I lost my mother at a really young age and, and even without that, like, it's still so poignant, but to know that this wee guy is so, not used to it, but like, like you're going through like a war and being taught all this kind of stuff that he can sit there and look at his mum and all these other people that are just being hanged for, for helping other people, it's, it just shows how by bi- how barbaric that time was and and, and it, it makes me sad and worried for these people that are obviously going through it just now in Russia and and in and, and Ukraine and, and things like that. But it's it's just it's wonderful filmmaking. It's I cannot stress it enough. Like this film, it's it's just so well done.
1: I I think I, I genuinely did uh started struggling to breathe a little bit when I first saw that scene in yeah. the in the cinema. It it really did take your breath away in a kind of bad but really good way as well. You know, it was just I can imagine that being
0: that that moment in the cinema though if you've got a full cinema and you see the shoes, that fucking single moment where everybody just acknowledges oh my God, that's his mum. It's similar to I compared it to I've not seen it in years. I seen it when I was in school we were studying um World War II and it was a uh, Schindler's List. Schindler's mm-hmm. List is all in black and white, apart from the young girl it's that's funny. got the red coat yeah. on, and it's and it's again, it's very similar to that, and it's it's just such shoes as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's one, it's it's just such wonderful filmmaking, and it's su- it's for a great payoff because, as you say, the the gut punch that came with that after having such a kind of like jovial, funny as much as the tension was there, funny scene, it's it's fantastic. Um, so the last relationship we should talk about is that of Jojo and Elsa. Um, I-, I loved it. I loved the dynamic between the two of them. It was so good. And it's the way, as you say, it's like we, from where we start to where we end. Um, as you say, like the horror aspect of her coming, like her fingers coming out, so just good. seeing her pose looking really just like, and dirty it's it is, it's it's the flight it's like it from the
1: ring or something exactly you know? the
0: film i was trying to thank you there yeah the ring you know uh
1: and the the way our hands like come down the stairs as well and just yep. all of these yep. things i like the way she sort of grabs him by the shoulders when she's running behind him it's just yep. it, it's a very and it, it plays into just where his head's at, at that moment it's Oh no! It's 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 a Jew. I have to run or kill it. But she's taking my knife. I need to. Ah, I know what's going to happen. You know, she's going to eat me. He, he genuinely thinks this teenage girl is going to eat him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where his head's at, and uh, it's just it's brilliant. Um, and then when he's calling out to her and he knows he's there, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of the best laughs for me. It is he's, it's obviously quite disrespectful, but he's knocking on the door and he's like going, hello, Jew. Jew. Yeah, exactly. It cuts back to Taika Watiti, who's sitting there and he's just he's like, he he's like gives like him the like, keep going. This is great. You know, and it's just, oh, and then they have, the, but you also see what I think is great is um, you have these funny moments in the, they have the funny moments, the sad moments, they have all of it in this. Yeah. But you see the fanaticism come back as soon as it's challenged. Like yes. he, she says, um, you you know, uh, you see me as a monster kind of thing, you know. And then she, I can't remember exactly the exact phrasing, but she basically implies, you know, aren't you a monster as well. But that's And certainly- then you just, you just see him switch. He throws the book down. Yeah. He starts going, you're this, you're that. This is this is everything that's been hammered into me about you. And I know you're not human is basically what he's saying.
0: And I think that's one
1: thing that you need to commend,
0: um you need to commend Tomas and Mackenzie is the way she plays this character. Like again, there's loads of moments in it where I'm going, I couldn't imagine myself doing that. Like the moment at the end after the war's been finished and she gets to walk out for the first time in however many years she gets to go outside. It's it's so it's so bizarre. It's such a bizarre concept now that, that we live in a free world and we can do whatever we want. But like for her to challenge that young boy, knowing that he very well could just walk out to the, the Gestapo or walk out to his commander and go, we've got a Jewish girl living in our, in our loft. The fact that she kind of t- is is brave enough to turn it round and say, like, oh, as much as she threatens him, and you get that, he's a young boy, so he's, he's going to believe that she's going to eat him.
1: Oh, yeah. But Uses it against him.
0: Yeah, exactly, but it's it's... She's very, very smart and knows the fact that he is just a daft young boy that's been brainwashed, and she kind of plays his games and, and starts drawing what 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 Jojo already believes Jews to be,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you just slowly just realise that he's just a young a young boy a that doesn't yeah. know better, and it's such a the 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 scene that sticks out for me. with that is when he when he reads the letter to for, uh, pretending to be Nathan. And realizes he's upset this girl, and mm-hmm. he then apologizes, he pretends to read the like the next letter, and it's 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 again, it's the same thing with Sam Rockwell. You start to see this isn't who and again, probably similar to what you're saying with nature versus nurture, this isn't who he is. And there's loads of moments when you see Elsa say, You're not a Nazi, you're just a silly little boy who likes to make-believe and all that kind of stuff and it's it's just... she also
1: she she runs away back into the the cupboard and yep. all he can all you can hear is a girl crying like mm-hmm. you, you don't you don't see the thing that you've been taught to hate you all you can hear is and you know what crying sounds like it's it's obviously universal so he, yeah he's hearing that and it's obviously hitting into his like his inner so it's like oh wow uh no no I need to write this because he's obviously got butterflies about her as well he's like, yeah it's, it's a girl. <laughs> he's, but that's uh,
0: it. And it's and it's so funny. Like, you get the theme as you say, like it, it, you slowly start to see that he fancies her and, and he falls mm-hmm. for her and all that kind of stuff. And there's such a funny wee scene where he's like, Oh, because of my deformity and because of my leg, I'm never going to be kissed by a girl. And she's like, Oh, you'll kiss a girl. Do you want me to kiss you? And he's like, One, I'm not supposed to even talk to you, let alone kiss you. And two, <laughs> it's a sympathy kiss, and those don't count. And I was just like, What a sassy wee bitch. Like, just to, like it was just so funny. And again. It's it it just takes the the rapper the rapper off him essentially. He's Mm -hmm. he's 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 wrapped in this like fucking SS Nazi shit, but he's just a little boy who fancies a girl that he's not gonna get. And it's it's lovely and it's so well developed when you see them kind of writing the jew book and she's having funny or she's having fun, like kind of lying to him and saying, Oh, we hang from the roof and and we do all this. Um and as you say, like we get the the moment where um, the Gestapo are reading the book, and it's it's like oh, how to boil oh, Nathan, how to shoot Nathan out of a. In many ways, he wants to
1: kill this boy.
0: And I think that's the thing is 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 Elsa does a really good job of kind of battling between. He's just a silly wee boy. He's just jealous, but she obviously knows the fact that Nathan is is, is no longer with with them and with her. So, like she obviously and and, and it all culminates to the point where. He, he finds out his mother's died. You see that kind of still a small part of the brainwashing in him that he's, he blames the fact that, that she was in his house is maybe the reason why his mum was was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes in oh, and essentially, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he, he does stab her. He does. Um, he, he, and just before, that, just before that scene, though, I just want to talk about it because I've just got the frame up here just now. There's three lovely shots after he's, he's, he's hugging his mum. Where it's like roofs, but it's almost like eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's
0: and it's this idea that people have obviously people have people are just kind of standing by and watching this atrocities kind of happen. Sorry to just add that in there, but it was just because as oh, I'm no. walking through these scenes um, and seeing Jojo, so Jojo goes in with his young volt knife and tiny little stab as much as a stab can be tiny into
1: it's, into Elsa. It says everything in that scene without saying a word. Yeah. he takes yeah. his knife, and it's—I don't know if he's trying with all of his might, if he's maybe just not strong enough, or if he's yeah. just yeah. doing a, a grief. But he's—he's taken a knife and he's tried to stab someone with it, uh, and it's because obviously, in some part of him, it—it's—it's it's saying he my mom mom's dead mom. because yeah. of you.
0: And I think um, that set me, and it's—and it's even—even and it's even Elsa's reaction that she doesn't, she just kind of stops him and sits down next to him. She obviously has this realization, or—or—that—that—that. Or that, that, Rosie's now dead, and even her reaction that, that she's not shocked or upset because um you you have to assume her whole entire family have been taken away she she's should, in there
1: well, by she herself. says she says that you know my family were put on a train to a place that you don't come back from exactly uh, she's had her family taken she's obviously seen friends of hers she it says that her and uh what is, what is the is the boy's sister's name? It's Inga? Uh, is it Inga? Inga. Yeah, Inga. Inga. It says her and Inga were friends. Yeah. You know, so she obviously has known Jojo when he was like a baby. Baby, and yep. Stuff. Uh, so that's how she's probably got a bit of a memory of him, you know, a connection from before, but he's just obviously changed so much since then. And he's it's just seeing him collapse after that is just, he's obviously in shock. He obviously yeah. does yeah. cry when he first sees his mum, but that's when it takes hold. And he comes back and he's just on a floor, in the floor, just balling It's absolutely,
0: absolutely heartbreaking. And as I say, for such a young actor, um, Roman does an absolutely wonderful job um, portraying it. And it's such a hard, hard scene, I would imagine, to act out. Um, And it leads us into a nice wee moment where the two of them are up um, in the loft looking out and... Um, Elsa's kind of explaining to him like, are, your dad's not fighting in the war your, your mum's told me that he's going to come back he's actually doing good things out in other places and then it's the most bizarre but wonderfully beautiful scene where the two of them are looking out the window Jojo rests his head on Elsa's shoulder and she kind of cuddles in and it's almost like in any other movie you would have fireworks going off that that's what they were watching but what they're actually watching is fucking bombs it's and bombs bullets. And and it's so poignant and beautiful and, and wonderful, but at the same time, you're going, that's that's people dying and that's explosions. And it's... it's, Mate, honestly, like, even just sitting... Like, I watched it this morning and even sitting talking about it, I'm just going, it's an absolute masterclass from, um, from Taika Waititi and it very much deserves the title of How Have You No Seen That? If you haven't seen this film get seen it as soon as you can because it's it's absolutely incredible
1: and you know i i like i think this actually might be my favorite world war ii movie um and i know there's a lot to pick from it's yeah. it's yeah. so different to like a schindler's list a saving private ryan fury um yeah. anything like that um because usually this is the subject's treated with due reverence you know and yeah. i don't think it's not just because this is a comedy i don't think it's not it's I think
0: just basically I think,
1: yeah.
0: I think that's that i would completely agree i think the fact that it's the fact that they touch on such harrowing and and awful real events and for me somebody that likes to i, I like to think I'm, I'm i'm a funny guy um so for me I always try and find the humour in most things. Like uh, to me, I'm going like if you don't laugh, you cry. So bad mm-hmm. things happen. Like it's to me, I like being able to laugh in a, in the face of adversity. So to me, it's 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 a way for people to learn. As much as you will go in and you'll have a laugh mm-hmm. and you'll enjoy this, it's you're going to learn something and you're gonna you're gonna educate yourself on what people actually did and went through, mm-hmm. and the fact that they managed to pull off, as you say, such a harrowing event and make it hilarious
1: because make no mistake about this this film is um it's treading pretty hard into the absurd you oh know yeah I mean? it,
0: entirely it, like, it, and we've, a- we've
1: we've all seen it you know we've as actors ourselves we've went to go see a absurd pieces of theater and went what on earth is this you know <laughs> i don't i don't get this i don't get this and i'm of the artistic ilk but this i think this treads absurd and reality uh, comedy and tragedy just really well it's sort of right in there in between them you know the absurdist of having an imaginary hitler friend you're seeing the the small boy with the glasses with a bazooka you know the the german guy at the end's in that the big uh, music pumping uh, gun you know and there is literally
0: a scene where hitler is eating a unicorn
1: a unicorn that is a scene
0: a unicorn head that is a scene in this film (laughs) <laughs> um it's fucking bizarre but it's 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 wonderful um and to and last last wee point that we'll talk about is the ending of the movie we see jojo talking to to um talking to his wee pal um young yorkie and they're saying oh it's a bad time to be a nazi the war's over he's like oh what's happening with your with your, with your jew and Jojo has this realisation to get home because she'll be away or, or he needs to let her know. And again, it's such a it's such a, a horrible, horrible scene to watch that this young boy who has lost everything and everybody having to lie to, to Elsa and say that Germany won the war so that she has to stay with him. He's
1: so but scared, then, being alone. He's yeah. So scared.
0: But then so quickly and so bravely changes his mind after seeing some of the drawings that, that Elsa's done uh, of him and his mother that he does the right thing and says oh we're going to um, um he writes another fake let- letter from nathan and says nathan and jojo are going to figure out a way to get you to paris um and she this is at this point where she admits that that nathan's um
1: and and perfectly like balancing an example of balancing the comedy with the tragedy that nathan's been dead for a year he died of tuberculosis then who the heck's been, writing, been all writing all these, these letters, letters. <laughs>
0: Such a good line, and even the mat as well. He's 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 like, oh, it's 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 hot in here, when he admits (laughs) that he loves her, and it's such a it's so well acted and so well written. Where he's like, I know you, I know that you love me as a brother, and and maybe like you don't think of me that way, and she's like, I do love you, and he's like, as a brother, and she's like, yes, as a brother, and it's it's so well done, and it's. It's lovely to see when you see when, when you see these things look so natural to how mm-hmm. a young boy would act if he just told a girl that's like what six seven years older than him yeah. uh, that he's in love with her, um, and again I, I've kind of touched upon it earlier on is this before oh, in fact before we get that we get the be- one of the best lines as you say like Hitler's telling him to put the Nazi armband back on. And he's like, just can you little howl me? Little howl, just a little howl. And he's like, fuck off, Hitler, and kicks him out the window. Beautiful. Just,
1: way he can end it. Because you have that bit just a little bit before when he's seen the shells go off, the explosions. He, you know, Rebel Wilson's dead. He's maybe thinking <laughs> Yorkie's dead. You know, he's seeing all these dead bodies, the blood, just the explosions, the carnage. He's like, see, because beforehand, Nazism to him was going out. Uh, being part of a, a, you know, a big community, camaraderie, Hitler's the best, you know. It wasn't shelling and bombing and killing, you know. Yeah. And now it's finally come here, and he's he's already had his faith in it shaken, and now he's seeing it all around him. And it finally breaks then, and that's when he finally has that last moment. He goes and tells uh, Elga, and then he, he lies and tells her the truth, and he's like, yeah. go get your yeah. things the last bit that you know, Hitler's trying to get his hooks into him again one last time. Put the armband on, put it on, and he just yeah. tosses it at the ground and tells him to fuck off, kicks him out the the window, and that's it. He's he's back to his old self, you know. He's yeah. he's a boy yeah. again. Um, Completely. And agree. then you get to the 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 ending, which I love so much. You said it earlier on the when I when I'm free, I'll dance. I'll dance. You know, yeah. And it's so <laughs> poignant. She slaps him, obviously, for lying about
0: uh, Germany winning the war when she starts seeing American flags and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, I deserve
1: that. I probably deserve that.
0: <laughs> and then you get, as I say, the, the two of them dance away and it ends on uh, Jojo's, JoJo's uh, smile.
1: German heroes.
0: Yeah. Honestly, mate, it's, it's such a good choice um, for this type of podcast. For me, I love having more... I, I was desperate to have a more modern film. Again... Here's an interesting question: When, when does when does a movie become a classic? What age? How old are we talking?
1: I don't know. You can you certainly can have a modern classic. Maybe ten. This
0: years. Is, this is definitely a modern classic for my in my opinion. This this for me in however many years time that it needs to be will be a classic in my eyes. But it's just Could, wondering because the two films that I've, we've already done is the usual suspects and uh silence of the lambs both of which are 30 know, 30 odd years old of
1: course yeah, yeah so to yeah. me at
0: that point are those classics or are we having to go a wee bit further back to the likes of godfather for it to be a classic but this certainly is a modern classic and as i said earlier in the podcast i think with well, what's going on in the world just now it's very poignant to actually watch this movie and understand things that that have happened in the past with wars and um it's maybe a good film to, to put on in terms of you will enjoy it you'll you'll laugh a lot at this film mm-hmm. But there is so many nice messages and so many um, meaningful messages. And, and it does, as you say, it treads the line between um, comedy and tragedy so, so well. Um, I thoroughly re- I thoroughly recommend people watch this
1: film. It's um, same here. I, th- I said it before. I think it might be my favourite World War II movie. The, it's the definitely that, up there for me as well. The thing that this... Um, you, you, you obviously you don't get the the same kind of uh world war two maybe with this it's a lot more dramatic uh, yeah. in terms of its relationships that's where all the drama is instead of the the action and whatnot but uh or something like schindler's list but you could put this on anytime i feel yes. like sometimes i need to be in a certain way of mind to put on schindler's list or even yeah, Saving yeah. Private Ryan or something, you know. But you could put this on any time and you still get all of that messaging and all of that wonderful, wonderful stuff that this film has to offer. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, it's because it's telling you through comedy. Exactly. It's, it's sugar to help the medicine go down, so to speak, you know.
0: Oh, it's Paul Poppins makes an appearance <laughs> by the end of the pod. But yeah, it's a wonderful film. If you've already seen it, I hope this podcast has made you think in your head, I need to go and watch this again because it is it's such a wonderful film. Fantastic cast, fantastic messages, fantastic performances. It's fantastic. Paul, great choice, mate. I'm very happy we got to talk about it together. Um, i here. Where can lovely listeners find you online and let them know anything that you want to plug? I know there's a couple uh... of things that we've got.
1: Oh, oh yes. Lovely uh, well, posters just come out. Uh-huh. Wait, you can find me at Stirrit Story on Instagram. Uh anything I post uh, about things that are acting related will be there and we just recently um I, andrew and myself are part of a fantastic we film we filmed over the summer called the difference between us and we just got a glimpse today at our first little teaser poster it looks fabulous very cool poster. Uh, very very excited so uh yeah we've got to keep an eye out for that that's hopefully coming out soon and the 100 stuff where like well, like we said at the start that's getting closer we're hopefully going to have that out um, I'm not entirely sure when but I know it's quite soon I think we're it's yeah. sooner rather than later so we're not gonna lie we're not told this
0: information because i don't think we're <laughs> trustable with it so just keep your eyes peeled uh, on our socials and you'll find out if you're interested in watching the things that we've been recording um,
1: entertainment that's what we are. Uh, yeah exactly
0: we're we're, we're the we're the we're the puppets that, that they, they laugh at um <laughs> if you want to follow me on social media i'm at and alpha gray on all platforms if you want to follow the podcast we're at not seen this pod on twitter and how you know seen that on instagram and facebook Let us know your thoughts on this film. If you'd seen it before, if you'd just seen it, ask a recommendation from the podcast. Um, What are your favourite war movies? Let us know in the comments below. If you're listening on Spotify, that will be this week's question. Um, And I thought a lovely way to end this podcast um, would be to read the quote at the end of the movie, which I thought summed it up fantastically and sums up life. Um, From Rainer Maria Rylke. Let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. Guys, thank you very much for listening to How Have You Know Seen That? And we will see you next time.
1: Auf Wiedersehen.
0: For fuck's sake, Paul. <laughs>